Thank you for joining me for Mini Spin number six. This is the Wheel of Crime podcast. I'm your host, Megan. I wanted to thank all our listeners for the support you guys have given us. It's really awesome um, that you guys are interacting with us. If you have a case suggestion or a genre suggestion, a new category, don't hesitate to write Wheel O Crime podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think, tell us what you want to hear. Tell me something. Say, hey, what's happening? I'll read it on the air. Anyway, your true crime recaps are on the way. Stay tuned. A 15-year-old Texas girl has died by suicide nearly two years after being rescued from a sex trafficking ring. Her family say that Leticia Serrano, or Letty as she was called, never recovered from her experience being a drugged captive of the man who kidnapped her. She was sold to sex traffickers at just 13 years old. With the help of neighbors and her friends and the community, her family was able to locate her and bring her back, but she was never the same after that. Her family says that by the time they got her back, she was already damaged. Her grandmother, Sylvia Rivera, says that she was a quiet girl and a good student and thought that that may have made Letty a target. On Saturday, October 12, 2019, she locked herself in the bathroom and took her life. Reports do not indicate the manner in which she did this, but her father said that she died in his arms. He indicates that she wanted to go back to the man who had kidnapped her but didn't want to hurt her family. She had already run away twice since being rescued by her family to be with her abductor. They believe that he worked with three other men to move her around and keep her drugged. Her grandmother has since launched a fundraiser for Letty, hoping to bring awareness to the prevalence of sex trafficking. By the time Letty came back to her family, Rivera said she was already broken and addicted. Her grandmother said the road to recovery was and is the hardest thing for any child to have to overcome. The saddest part about this is that there has been very little justice for the family. The man who kidnapped her granddaughter spent three days in jail before being released, and he eventually went on to abduct another 13-year-old girl. Commander Jim Dale of the Houston PD Vice Division has revealed that in the wake of Letty's death, the department will be reopening her case. Quote, I have requested an interview with my investigators so we can reopen the case. She was a victim and somehow her cries fell through the cracks, and I think that's why it's so imperative that we get schools involved. Letty's grandmother is not sitting back quietly. She's appealing to Letty's school and others in the community to get involved so that what happened to Letty doesn't happen to anyone else. She's also asking her city council district to make sure people are not able to occupy abandoned homes and buildings like the one where her granddaughter was trafficked. Houston needs to come together and ask for these homes to be torn down and removed, she said. If you or a loved one is having suicidal thoughts, please contact a suicide prevention hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you are a victim of human trafficking or suspect someone who is now a victim, contact the Human Trafficking Hotline at 888-373-7888. On Saturday, October 13, 2019, a Texas man was arrested for the murder of his girlfriend and their nine-month-old daughter. Cody Edmund Dixon had two outstanding warrants for possession of marijuana, 
but as he was being arrested, a 34-year-old man claimed that someone was chasing him, trying to kill him, and that God had told him to kill his girlfriend and baby. Minutes later, authorities received a call that a young woman's body had been discovered in the middle of the country road between Baird and Putnam. Just 10 yards away, the body of a baby was found over a fence. The woman was identified as 22-year-old Aliyah Ray Hutchinson, and authorities believe that the body of their baby, Aria, or maybe Aria, it's a pretty name, was thrown over the fence onto the property of a rancher less than an hour before they were found. Dixon used a pocket knife to stab the pair after they had gotten into a fight. The couple was living with Dixon's mother and then moved into his sister's house and it wasn't going well. Authorities believe the family was headed back to Wisconsin when Dixon attacked his girlfriend and baby. He's been charged with two counts of capital murder, escape, assault on a peace officer, and possession of a controlled substance. His bond was set at $1.8 million. I didn't think they gave bond to murder suspects or anybody charged with murder. I, I, I don't know. In California, a man was fatally shot by police after responding to a 911 call in which a male reporting party had called and claimed that the father tried to attack the mother. The dispatcher noted that someone defended someone and then the call was disconnected. When she called back, a man responded who sounded out of breath, unintelligible, and crying. Officers arrived at Hope Ranch and found Valerie Eli, 62, dead at the scene. After speaking with her 81-year-old husband, Ron, they located the couple's son, Cameron, outside the home. A sheriff's office spokesperson told reporters that Cameron posed a threat to the officers, which prompted four deputies to fire their service weapons at the suspect, killing him. Cameron Eli was the son of Tarzan actor Ron Eli. He was listed on the, tw on the 2007 football team's roster as a freshman quarterback at Phillips Exeter Academy. He held a 4.0 GPA and someone called and was called someone of supreme intelligence to go along with good decision-making skills. I have to dispute that at this point. No more information is known about the motive for the murder, but authorities reported that he killed his mother and tried to blame his father before his death. All right, let's go over the pond to Buckinghamshire in England, I believe it is. A church warden who murdered a retired lecturer by poisoning his food and drinks has been jailed for life. Benjamin Field, 28, was found guilty last year of killing Peter Farquhar, 69, in a plot to inherit his money and his home. Prosecutors called Field a psychopath who posed an ongoing threat to society. He admitted to spiking Farquhar's food and whiskey, hoping his death would look accidental. After Farquhar died, Field targeted 83-year-old neighbor Anne Moore Martin by writing messages on her mirrors and saying that they were from God. He admitted to starting sexual relationships with both victims in order to get them to change their wills. He also copped to the fact that he psychologically manipulated them, though at first he denied any involvement. He said that Farquhar probably died from taking his usual dose of lorazepam and drinking whiskey, but was still convicted. He did plead guilty to defrauding Miss Moore Martin of 4,000 pounds for a car and 27,000 pounds for a dialysis machine. While dating other women, Field had partaken in a betrothal ceremony to Farquhar, who was homosexual, and was engaging in sexual intercourse with Miss Moore Martin, again, 83 years old. The prosecutor said that Field had a profound fascination in controlling and manipulating and humiliating and killing and had an alleged accomplice, though he insists he, act, he acted alone. 
Field also had a list of 100 clients, which included his parents, brother, and grandparents, who the prosecution believes were future targets. The jury found him not guilty of conspiracy to murder Moore Martin and the alternative charge of murder. He was also found not guilty of possession of an article for the use in fraud. By the way, a church warden is a lay official in a parish or congregation of the Anglican community, usually working as a part-time volunteer. Holders of this position, of these positions, are ex-officio members of the parish board, usually called a vestry, a parochial church council, or in case of cathedral par parish, the chapter. A Florida nanny has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for sexually abusing an 11-year-old boy, then becoming pregnant with his child. Marissa Mowry was 22 in January of 2014 when she was hired to watch the boy. She soon began having sex with him without using protection. That fall, she gave birth to the 11-year-old's child. The boy told his mother in 2017 what had happened, and she called the police who conducted a DNA test to prove the boy was the, the child's biological father. Mowry pleaded guilty in September of this year to multiple counts of sexual battery on a victim under the age of 12. She was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Wednesday, October 16, 2019. After she is released, she must, she must complete 10 years of sex offender probation and will be added to the Florida Sex Offenders Registry. Her victim is now 17 and their child is five. The victim's mother told Tampa Bay Times that Maori's actions changed her son's life. She said that her son, while still a student himself, takes his son to school in the morning before attending the high school and plays with his son in the backyard. His mother said, his mother is still angry with Maori, stating, quote, we're talking about a child who was 11, not even a teenager, 11. She goes on to say that it has not ruined his life, but has changed it. She said that her son has turned into one of the most amazing dads she's ever met. Okay, so warning, personal rant. Okay, so I'm gonna warn you right now, this is a personal rant of mine, not scripted. I'm doing this off the fly. It bothers me when you bring up situations of sexual abuse in which a female is the perpetrator against a young boy because inevitably you have at least four out of five men, at least this is my experience, who say, man, I wish I had that kind of education. Man, he, she's teaching him to be a man. That's bullshit. <laughs> It's still sexual abuse, and it affects that little boy every bit as much as it affects a little girl. If the role's reversed and a male is doing this to a little girl, it's not teaching her about sex. It's ruining her. Don't think it's that, not that same way for a boy. It may be two different kind of deals, but psychologically it's the same. It is abuse, and it should never be perpetrated on a girl or a boy. Sorry, that's my personal rant. It just, it bothers me, the double standard. It's almost like a hypocritical double standard in this society when it comes to male and female sexual abuse. Sexual abuse is sexual abuse and it's wrong. Either way, it doesn't matter what sex it is. It's wrong on anyone under 18. That's it. Rant done. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mini Spin Number Six of the Wheel of Crime Podcast. Join us for the next episode, Family Annihilators. We are going to explore a listener-suggested uh, murder.
the List family. If you've not heard of them, stay tuned because it's going to be cool. Y'all have a great week. Don't be a dick.